All the technical difficulties like with uh, going live. I am here, Jeff here with the Kung Fu Driving Podcast, and I am uh, welcoming uh, a fantastic uh, storyboard artist, martial artist, uh, supervising director for the incredible Blue Eye Samurai that is on Netflix right now, Jane Wu. Jane, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for having me talk about technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great to have you. Uh, looking forward to uh, speaking with you. Uh, excited to find out uh, what uh, went into creating Blue Eye Samurai. Um, talk to me a little bit about uh, what brought you to this uh, task project. Um, you've got an uh, extensive foundation, not just in animation, but in storyboard artists, epic action sequences for Marvel, for Disney, uh, for the Jackie Chan adventures from way back when. Um, is that what brought you to Blue Eye Samurai? Uh, actually, no, I had left animation and um, I've been happily in live action for like a good 10 years. And Netflix actually reached out to me about this animated project. And since I didn't work in the animated space anymore, I didn't want to take it. But the thing that kind of perked up my ears was they said this was a adult animation project. And I went, huh? Because <laughs> we don't do adult an animation out here in the West. So. I took the meeting, and at that point, it was uh, Mike Moon, who was the executive at that time for adult animation at Netflix. And he said, Jane, I don't know anybody else that could do this except for you. And I said, because Mike and I knew each other back from the Disney days. And I said, why do you think it's me? And he just pushed the script over to me, and he said, you just, just read the script. And I read the script, and it was like, Every page was so well written and so like, oh, I know exactly what to do. Oh, my God. I know what to do here. Oh, my God. And then I still had to think about it because coming back to animation, it's like I haven't done this in a long time. And I thought, you know what? I can't stand the thought of somebody doing this wrong. So I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, an interesting part because um, the more I researched you and uh, your involvement in the series, the more uh, clear it became that you channeled a lot of your own uh, personal story and, uh, and, and life uh, experience into Mizu. Is that a fair assessment? Yes, it is. I mean, though Michael and Amber created uh, the character Mizu, right? But her uh, path and her journey and the things that she had to deal with is something not so far from what I have to deal with in the industry. And I'm, it's not that I'm that special. I'm pretty sure every single woman that's in this entertainment industry feels that way too. So it was very cathartic to work on this project because I got to work out all of my angers <laughs> in this project. <laughs> Well, that's um, an interesting uh, point because, uh, I, you know, I talk to a lot of uh, uh, action directors, stunt coordinators, fight choreographers uh, on the show. Um, and, you know, it's predominantly male. Uh, mm -hmm. That's not a secret. So mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as a female in the industry, um, is it getting easier uh, to be just one of the guys? Is it getting uh, more acceptable to be uh, 
to be in this industry. Yeah, I think it is acceptable now because, you know, we're more woke, right? But I think because I'm older now and and some of the people that I've been working with are older now, they, they kind of understand. But I think when you're working with a younger crew that doesn't have necessarily that experience or that, um, you know, ability to be comfortable in their own skin, there is still a lot of trying to prove yourself why you belong here. I think the question for people like me is, now that we've gotten here and we have a seat at the table, what do we, what do, we do with it? How do we, cre- how do we keep creating these shows and, and, and stories that's authentic to our voice and our experience? Well, what do you do with it then? I mean, um, there's a, a lot of opportunity there for um, for uh, female directors and female uh, choreographers to kind of you know shape this whole industry and and do some cool things with it. Um, are are you ready to kind of accept that mantle as as one of the players now to to create change going forward? A hundred percent. And I think I got the mantle by accident, so I must go for it. <laughs> by accident, you, you, you earned it, right? Come on. Well, my, my path to here, it wasn't like I set out to do this or I set out to be a director or anything like that. My, my, my um, formal training is actually in fashion and costuming. Oh, wow. So okay. I completely got here by accident. I'm happy to be here, <laughs> but it's not that I set out to do this, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, you've heard that saying, like, if you love something, you're going to put a lot of time into doing it. And that time that you put into doing it is what you end up good at. Right. Right. So that's exactly what happened to me. I, I've always loved action. I've always loved um, martial arts, and I've just spent a lot of time doing it. And I became quote unquote an expert at it with time because i put cool. in the ten thousand hours <laughs> hold that thought because we i do want to go into the martial arts with you um but um the uh the story itself of, of blue eye samurai uh animated series um a little bit zaruichi a little bit shaw brothers yeah. uh yeah. and for my 80s kids a little bit just one of the guys for anybody who knows what i'm talking about with that um definitely not for kids though what no. made you believe that this whole thing could work because that is uh, uh, quite a mixture of stuff to put yes, together okay. in one series. That, that's interesting. Um, in the beginning, when I accepted this project, I wanted to create a lane for Blue Eye Samurai that can exist in a, in its singularity, which meant I didn't want to do anime because there's tons of great anime samurai shows, right? Samurai Shampoo, sort of a stranger. Um, So I wasn't going to compete in that space. I also didn't want to do anything to westernize like what Pixar does and what Disney does, what, you know, DreamWorks. I I just didn't want to be in that lane because they do what they do well. So it was a careful, deliberate choice every step of of the way to create something that I think no one's ever seen before. And I think I was able to do that just mainly because of how much experience I have in the, in, in the industry and what I've seen and not seen. And I thought, 
oh, hey, I could put these things together and it would look like this. And I think it would work because the other important aspect that made me think this would work was this is a show that I've always wanted to see. And I know if I like it, you're going to like it and everybody else will like it because you, that's kind of how you trust your intuition and vision. I just didn't know how big it was going to blow up. I just knew people would like it. I just didn't <laughs> know how big it was going to blow up. But I mean, it has blown up uh, and blown up very hugely. Uh, it, it, uh, at the time that we're recording this, it just was announced that uh, it is coming back for a second season. So that's got to be gratifying. Yes. You know that you put something pretty spectacular uh, onto the screen. I, I know that the team and I feel like the hard work was worth it because everyone is so... Uh, everyone so enjoys it and everyone's talking about it the way we want people to talk about it. And um, we now have rabid fans, which is great. Speaking of, of fans, uh, were you a fan of uh, martial arts entertainment growing up? That's all I watched. I mean, <clears throat> I, fa- I found like diaries I've had like since I was 10 years old and I would like write about these you know, martial arts films that my dad used to take me to. I was like, oh, that was such a cool jump. And because that's all I had to watch in Asia, right? Because like we didn't have Westerns and, you know, we didn't have superheroes. We had martial arts heroes. So that's what I was raised in. And instead of playing, you know, cowboys and Indians or like knights with swords, I was jumping around couch to couch with my mom's like um, yardstick pretending that that was a sword. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when I was a kid growing up in the, uh, in the early eighties, um, late seventies, uh, the Shaw brothers films, those were our superheroes, you know, the, the five deadly venoms, uh, yeah. you know, King boxer, those things. That, and, and like I said, uh, those were the guys that uh, we were emulating when we were playing in the backyard uh, because those guys were larger than life. Um, and, and not, they looked like, yeah. they looked like me, right? They did look like me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of that, uh, are there um, female action stars, uh, uh, female martial arts uh, stars that uh, you uh, keep your eye on uh, in the industry today that you think um, like you are going to continue to push that change forward for the industry? I've been keeping my eye on this person, particularly since she stepped foot in this industry, and it's Michelle Yeoh. Um, yeah, fantastic. I am so proud of her. And she is still so humble and she still pushes herself to, to give everything she has to be excellent in what she can do. And, um, you know, Hollywood has a way of ageism um, and gender issues and color issues. She, like, just broke everything. And uh, the, recently the Oscar, right? Well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully many more for her. Yeah. Um, how much of an impact did the martial arts training have in, in your personal and professional life? Talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, it has a ton of it because before I got into martial arts, I could only watch something and go, oh, I like that move. But I only know it from that angle and from what that move did. So I didn't know it from the inside out. I knew it from the outside in. So 
when I worked on Mulan 2 at Disney, we hired a school at that time was called NWTC National National Wushu Training Center. And that school came out to do a demonstration and they all pulled us uh, into the center to, to teach us a couple of moves. And I liked it. I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And the guys there kind of like challenged me to take a class. And I was like, I could take a class. And yeah, I'll just be done with this in two or, two or three months just to kind of get a flavor of it. So 10 years later, uh, but now I knew the moves and now I know what they do. And it allowed me to put my camera almost anywhere I want. And it allowed me to understand camera more because I understood the dynamics of those movement. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I wanted to talk to you specifically about that. Um, and, and while I'm talking to you, I want you to think about uh, maybe one of your favorite sequences from Blue Eye Samurai so far. And just, just keep that in your back pocket for a second, because uh, the action in, in Blue Eye Samurai is so visceral and so grounded. Um, and it's literally by design. And, and I, I point that out because you're working in yeah. animation where you're not bound by physics or gravity or anything like that. And yet, uh, you've, you guys have crafted the action so that it feels so real. It looks great. And camera gets right into it. And you're doing the dance uh, with, uh, with all of these players on screen. Right? So the, the language of motion uh, that you guys were working with uh, has to speak the, uh, the words on the page into existence. Uh, and sometimes uh, that action really sings. Right? So I want... I'm going to play a clip, a sequence that I thought was just amazing, where the action just sings. That was Mizu uh, fighting the Thousand Claws, where she's putting the weapon together as she's fighting. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, that's 104. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you know that uh, again. Um, I mean, the camera was right in there, and and the action's going right. on, and she's she's putting her weapon together. Yeah. Um. So. Talk to me about the process of designing the action for, for Blue Eye Samurai to keep it stranded and to keep it so real. So having had many years in the live action uh, arena, yeah, when, when, if this was to be done in live action, we would hire a stunt coordinator, uh, a stunt um, action designer. And so that's what I did. I hired uh, Sunny Sun, who, was a friend, who is a friend of mine. And this is predominantly what he does in the business. And I said, hey, um, I want you to come and help me choreograph a lot of these fight sets. And so when we had our scripts, we would identify huge set pieces we would have. And those would be assigned to him and he and his team. And now we were all locked down in COVID. He was in China and had his team in China. Uh, go ahead and start designing some of these action sequences and they're all shot out and he would send it to me and we would talk about it and make little adjustments here and there. But this is all sunny with the idea that we would, before we would send him off to do a stunt sequence, the showrunners and I would sit him down and talk about story and talk about character motivation uh, character emotion, where we should begin, where we should end, because all action needs to forward a character's motivation. It's not just action for action's sake, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
was there a uh, a style that you want to kind of put on screen when you were looking at this you know was there a, a martial arts uh, style or film that kind of influenced you when you were putting together blue eyes Sky? uh no there wasn't a film and i think because sunny and i are martial artists we had a clear idea of um the feeling we want we we wanted to feel we wanted to have the action feel brutal because the action itself has to relay the anger that Mizu feels. So in episode 101, when we broke everyone's teeth, that was that felt more brutal, right? Than than just like stabbing you with a katana. It's like you've never been stabbed <laughs> with a katana before. You don't know how painful it is, but you know how painful a tooth extraction is, right? Yeah. Plus the fact that those students were mouthing off to Mizu and Mizu is a person of very little words. That was her way to say, shut the F up. Right. So every, every of these designs have, have a, have a reason to resonate with what Mizu is feeling. And I think that's now, why the, the action felt very visceral and, and uh, very relevant. Uh, it, it looks so great too. Um, and th that's, I mean, I guess it's not hard to do uh, in animation because you can literally do anything you want, but I, I do think it's hard to do well. You agree? Yes, yes. Now, to answer your thing about groundedness, this is also what makes adult animation adult animation is that, you know, our show isn't just about action. It's also about drama and about these really yeah. complex, um, complex relationships, right? You can't do drama unless you ground things because it just won't have the same gravitas if it didn't have it. So that was a very clear decision early on to ground the animation. Then the comment I always get then is, well, why don't you just make it live action? Well, we wanted the magic of animation. We wanted kind of like the feel of animation because that's what you can't do in live action. And that was definitely our production design in which our production designer, Toby Wilson did such a fantastic job with his team to make every single frame feel like a painting. And it was again, incredible. Um, speaking of that groundedness, uh, as a martial artist, as the supervising director on the series, uh, you actually put your team through some actual martial arts instruction okay. <laughs> uh, to get them to really understand movement and the demands that martial arts makes on your body. Um, how do you think that instruction uh, really informed the Blue Eyes Samurai team uh, when they started animating? Uh, you have to know what it feels like in order to translate it, right? You could eat, I, it doesn't have to be martial art. You could be a figure skater, but if you don't know how to skate, you wouldn't know how to, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know where the, say, weight needs to be held. I don't, I don't skate, so I don't know what I'm talking about anyways, but you know what I mean? Like you, you have to have, yes, like, yes. your body has to understand what it feels like if you're going to animate it. So it was very important for me to say, this is how you throw a proper punch, right? You got to throw your punch from a hip. You got to make sure to extend. You got to make sure that your fist is, you know, held in a right way so that you don't break your fingers, like all these little things. And, you know, then I had them try punching like a focus mitt and really try to get their whole entire body into it because they have to know what it feels like 
once they go animated. Because I guarantee you, half of those people have never done those motion before. How, when was the last time they sure. ever punched anybody or a focus knit, right? <laughs> well, speaking about that, then um, how did they respond to it? Were they like, what is this <laughs> lady doing? I, I don't need to learn how to fight. <laughs> First, I think they were really happy to get out of the studio and get some fresh air. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think, I think they enjoyed it. it. It was kind of something different. And it was cathartic also for them to kind of, you know, get up and move and, and feel what it felt like. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are some people who just kind of didn't want to punch as hard because they're like, oh, I feel silly. But I think regardless, making them get up and, you know, having that little exercise somehow informed them a little bit more then had they not done it right uh, yeah oh i think so for but sure some, some of some of the people were really getting into it so that was fun too <laughs> <clears throat> the uh the martial arts portrayed in blue eye samurai um what what styles uh were represented what what, what did mizu bring to the table uh, and what did you bring to to mizu's character to uh, to make sure that the action looked real and and, and dynamic on screen Mizu did not learn her swordplay properly, right? Because as we saw in the show, she learned bits and pieces from different people. It wasn't like she went to a proper dojo and she learned it a certain through a certain dojo, right? So she right. wouldn't have a stylistic way of doing it. She so if you notice, she's almost freestyling all the time, even down to the way she stands and the way she's holding that katana. I wanted her to look more animalistic than somebody who was properly trained, like say Tygen, who was standing straight up a little bit more, holding his katana with two hands, because traditionally katanas are is a two-handed um, weapon. So it it's hoping that what you're going to see is that Mizu is Mizu isn't held down by rules. And she isn't um, held down by the tradition that's, that says you have to be this, you have to do this, and you have to do this. That's the whole point. So that's why she could fight in a handstand, which is unheard of, right? That's why she could do all these things that's unheard of in the style of, you know, Japanese swordplay. It's so beautifully done again. Uh, where does Mizu go from here? I mean, what... Uh, uh, where away spoilers though everybody should have watched it by now because again it is awesome but um you know uh where does mizu's uh, where do mizu's adventures take her uh from from here on out i wish i could tell you i actually don't know because <laughs> i haven't been told what was going on in the second season because i was so frantically trying to deliver the first season but just like all the fans out there you know in the last bit of it there was that little nugget that says she's going to go somewhere else. So hoping the story takes us there and where we are able to uh, explore her other half. Yeah. Of yeah. Her identity. Uh, you know, uh, uh, touching on that, uh, you have been in production with this for several years now. Um, when it finally came to screen, uh, when did you feel that burden lift? Uh, <laughs> 
I think it wasn't until we actually aired and I had a little (laughs) screening party in my backyard. I think that night I was able to let it go because we aired and it was done. (laughs) And And what was your initial reaction? You know, just watching the crew um, watch it with me and see how happy they were. I was very proud. I was very, very proud of the team. I was very proud of what we did. I was very grateful for having Netflix give us the space to do this. I'm very grateful for Amber and and Michael to trust me with this character that they are so close with. I couldn't have asked for a better opportunity to do what I always had in my head. And, you know, I'm hoping like it's smooth sailing from here. So we'll see. <laughs> all right. So, uh, can are you coming back then for season two, or is that all? Is that all set? That's not all set yet. We are okay. Uh, okay. in big discussion. So Netflix is trying to figure that out. So, but you know, <laughs> we do have a season two. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, do you have some things that you didn't get to do in season one that you're looking forward to trying in season two already? Because uh, you know, you you've probably. Uh, put some stuff out there that uh, for whatever reason didn't make it into season one. Uh, Do you have those in your back pocket ready to unleash in season two? Uh, We actually did everything we wanted to do. What I would like to do in season two. Really? Wow. Yeah. Is do it better. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Then tell me then what is next for Jane Wu? What are you working on? What uh, projects uh, do you want to be working on next? Uh, what, what do you have uh, coming down the line? Uh, I'm in talks with a lot of other studios, so there's nothing solid, but there are a lot of potentials uh, out there. Definitely. It'll be in the action space. Cause I love action. Um, I definitely still want to continue to lift up the Asian American community. So I'd love to be involved in those kind of projects where I could reflect uh, myself and my community and give us a voice. I would love to continue to work on being a champion of women uh, and women's voice Um, and more sleep. Have you been able to take a breath yet? Uh, there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of hype still around Blue Eye Samurai. Um, ha- when do you get a chance to just stop and reflect on on what you guys have done? It's uh, I think it's never dawned on me and how big it's gotten because I'm I'm not good with social media, so it's not like I'm not fully aware. But when I'm told by my friends that you know people Uganda, I'm like what. You know, or people in London or, you know, like, I'm like amazed and um, people are telling me to enjoy the ride and I'm trying to enjoy the ride. I'm trying to be like, I I wish I need to get better at social media. That's what it is. You know, I want to hear what people are thinking about it in different countries because that's totally interesting to me. Um, Yeah why did this resonate and why did they, what, why did this, why was this able to cross so many, you know, boundaries like that? Right. But definitely very, very, uh, very, 
very, very grateful for the fans out there that are um, that are loving this. And like, I can't wait to see more cosplay. Our costume designer, uh, Surat Lalarb, did such a fantastic job designing Mizu's costume. Oh, and beautiful, yeah, just beautiful. so brilliant. <laughs> so I can't wait to see more cosplay. Yeah, you, um, you you should definitely uh, take a spin around social media, uh, particularly for Blue Eyes for Eye fans. Um, uh, if you know the author Brad Meltzer, uh, he he posted on Threads, um, and I'll quote it: uh, "If you missed it, this is absolutely the best show that you're not watching right now. If you watched it, you know how amazing it is. Congrats on season two! So there wow. you go. Wow! Any more? Any more? <laughs> <laughs> I have a ton, um, and I, I bring that up because it's not just um, it's not just uh, one demographic that has uh, fallen in love with Blue Eyes Samurai. You, you guys love it, girls love it, um, kids maybe not so much because they shouldn't be watching it. But uh, that's, right. that's right. But um, but uh, you, you know, you've spanned a whole uh, cross section of of uh, humanity uh, that is uh, that is tuned in and uh, that has found something to. Uh, to latch onto with blue eyes samurai. So that's gotta be gratifying because you, you're reaching people that maybe you didn't think you were going to reach. Absolutely. You know, like I said, I knew some people were going to like it. Cause I, I knew, I know like if I like it, there are people like me that would like it. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe we just become like a cult status thing and it's a little blip. I'm okay with that. You know, I just, I didn't think that the blip would <laughs> blip so wide. So, um, <laughs> I'm always I'm amazed. Like uh, the video game producer Kojima, like he was going on yeah. about it, and yeah. and that's the thing is like I wanted the show to be as authentic as possible to the Japanese culture. So now to hear that, you know, Japanese viewers are are looking at this and saying that it's very authentic, I'm relieved. Right, I, I wanted to make sure to represent properly. <laughs> Uh, you uh, represented well, uh, strongly. The characters are so rich. Um, the action is amazing. And, uh, you know, uh, props to your action coordination team, uh, Sunny Sun yeah, and you. everybody there. Let me you know, ask they you, did an which, who's, who's your favorite character on the show? Um, I love, well, okay. So um, I love Ringo um, personally ah. because he's, he's just so cool, you know, and he, he's, um, he, he's, he's like that innocent, uh, the kind of caught up in it all, and uh, but he's found a hero in Mizu, and uh, his reaction to what goes on there for you know for when he has to turn away for a second because he's not sure that oh he's, yeah it was it was heartbreaking huh it was it was and that I I love that whole dynamic so you know I and uh, he's just such a cool character and and Masioka does a great job with uh, yeah. bringing him to life we you know, we so. didn't know anybody else to voice him except for Masioka <laughs> and. And uh, yeah, he he's he's just so so much fun to to follow. Um, and I I'm, I can't wait to see what his development is as we go forward. What about you though? Is that do you have a favorite character or or is is Mizu is Mizu all all it for you? Uh, I think the character that's closest to my heart is actually Swordfather. Oh, he's so good. Right, because his 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 model, the way we modeled him and the way he was animated, his 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 effed up teeth and. Like it, it all to me. He's alive, you know. When I saw him animated, I was just so happy. His sense of humor, you know, his his uh, preciseness to what he does, 
his passion, his quiet passion for what he does, and then his wisdom and how he just kind of dults it, you know, just a little sprinkle. And it's mind blowing that he has that kind of wisdom and is able to kind of give it to you so softly in, in a certain way. Um, he's my favorite character. And, you know, of course, Mizu, because she's partly me, but yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we got a comment, Lantan, in the uh, chat here said, I absolutely love the show. If it has an art book, I'll definitely buy it. So there you go. That's great. Um, <laughs> tell Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> the reason yeah, why we got a second season is because of people like Lan that request and, you know, Netflix heard you guys. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll read you another comment. Um, so. I've been talking about, uh, you know, having you on the show. So I got comments about uh, Blue Eye Samurai. Uh, this is from Katie Isms on threads. Uh, I've completely lost my mind over Blue Eye Samurai <laughs> from the stunning animation and camera work to the beautiful characterization and propulsive plot. It's a total masterpiece full of feminism, revenge, gore, insane action sequences, fascinating historical details, and even a little romance as a treat. I'm gobsmacked. I'm in love. I'm pressing play on all eight episodes again immediately. Oh, wow. And that is why we got a second season because of people like that. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's um, and uh, that's just a small sampling of, of the kind of uh, reaction that Blue Eyes Samurai is getting. Um, Yay. Now, with, uh, with the success of season one, are you at all uh, a little uh, intimidated about making season two? even better even bigger even bolder no not at all i know exactly what to do <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah. um all right so you uh tell everybody where they can follow you uh your socials um where do you where do you make uh, announcements about things that you're uh, involved in so that people can follow you <laughs> so i'm old i don't social media well uh, so I do have an Instagram account. It's under Jane Wu W U underscore six two six. If if I should announce anything, it, it, it will be there. But um, that's all I have because I, I don't social media. Well, I don't know how you guys yeah. do social media. It's like a full time job. <laughs> I already have a full time job. You know, I could I, I could barely keep up with my post. But some of the comments that I've been getting on my, uh, because, you know, my Instagram account blew up, but um, yeah, it's great to see all these, you know, comments of what people are saying, like all, all these comments that you're reading. And it's, it's very confirming for me that shows like this need to exist. Right. Did you have any idea that, that you were going to be doing something so impactful uh, at any point during the production process or were you thinking, Hey, this is going to be something cool. This is going to be something kind of new. Um, you know, we're going to have fun with it, but did you have any minor inkling at all that it was going to be what it is? No, <laughs> no. Uh, the only thing I said <laughs> to the crew was I said, Hey, I think we're disrupting. We're going to disrupt animation and live action for a blip because you know, the more we saw the footage, I said, 
I've never seen anything like this. Have you guys? And we all said, no, we've never seen anything like it because the crew that we had never seen anything like it. And we are all very experienced and have been in this you know, industry for a long time, whether it's in live action or in animation. I just knew that this is something no one's ever seen before. And that's the only statement I could make, whether it's going to be great or, you know, go viral. That stuff. I don't know. Nobody ever knows. Right. I was just happy that I got to make a mark on the paper and it looked good. And we were very proud of the work we did. <laughs> Technically though, no paper, right? <laughs> no, you always start with paper. Cause you know, your ideas, <laughs> yeah. I still scribble on paper. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, it's so uh, you have uh, season two ready to go. Jane, you're doing some incredible work. Congratulations on the success of Blue Eye Samurai. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best. I hope that Blue Eye Samurai season two um, gives us uh, so much more of Mizu and Ringo and everybody involved in that show. Uh, and uh, you know, it, I, I don't know what else you can do, but man, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Poison plan rocks the world. See the iron fisted bunk before the daily prayers Shaolin monks on their hands running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless Aida roaming over the land Yeah the little bitch soldier is older and wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, Got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks guaranteed to great jars Fight for the cars then pause here the applause Not again back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good but boards don't hit back Yeah the death jewels here David is coming back the Tai Chi master, Jelly's even faster The child a little dream because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine but see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight, may as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to so stand back You place the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaolin and Manti style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch you run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See, it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss. It's once upon a time in China, counting the TikTok. The shogun assassin slashing blood just drip drop. The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop. Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins. He's got her, my just in yellow, but she is in the dragon, but in the tea rooms. That's where it'll happen. She got the parties on the floor, when the blood it'll splatter against the walls. No fear at all, to kill them all. There's always blood spilled when you head into a war. Fearless, unleashed. 
the fist of legend that they call Jet Li I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm To smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting